Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You know, I feel like I can do anything now that I've taken two six and a half hour buses within 72 hours. Yeah, you really spent, you committed to the bus life. I had no choice. What else was I going to do? Spend $400 on a rental car? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Certainly not. And the Brooke, first one wasn't bad. Will you, um, I don't, didn't mean to interrupt you, but now that I have them in a roll with it, will you just tell us about why you took the buses? I, on it's Saturday. the best weekend. It was a great weekend. On Saturday, I woke up and at 7 a.m. I took a six and a half hour. After being in Brooklyn until like 11. You really committed. Yeah. And we took the train home. Yeah. No, we weren't we weren't in Brooklyn that late. No, that's true. You guys left at like nine forty five. That yeah. was much smarter. Yeah, well, because you guys were like, "We'll come home and play board games," because it was getting like super dark. Mm. I mean, it was dark. That's when we started Game of Thrones. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. oh. It was dark. We had like a very high school night in it the was park awesome. with champagne and listened to some Indian EDM <laughs> from a distance. Yes, you heard that correctly. Indian EDM. It was fascinating, and there was a. There was like a pack of 40 bikers who kept speeding by us. It was really quite a night in the park. Cyclists, though, not like motorcycles. Right, right, right. Anyway, so you woke up. So I woke up and I took a 7 a.m. bus and then two other buses to get to Falmouth, Massachusetts, Mm -hmm. um, which is on Cape Cod or right off Cape Cod. And I did a reading on Sunday with some very talented actors including but not limited to um sam washington if Um, you go to brooke's instagram because you should already be following her there's an incredible photo of her and sam washington brooke please repeat for the listening audience what he said about the photo he said we look like two best friends who just went on a fishing trip which is so true it was my thought when i saw it a little yellow raincoat he looks very and we look like we've known each other for 70 years it's remarkably true um and he gave me a kiss on the forehead and said it was nice to meet you when we left and i was like you know after the whole conversation that we had today about you know this behavior i should be like meet me meet me but i was like thanks grandpa <laughs> no no never <laughs> um so it was fine it was, you guys bonded we bonded we did we had exchanged a lot of sass and then then took a long another six and a half hour bus ride on monday to come back to the city yeah monday what did you do on all those hours of bus rides? The first bus, I slept for like the big chunk, mm-hmm. and then I journaled, and then it was like so. The first, the, the the only like sort of unbearable stretch was from New York to Providence, mm-hmm. because Providence to Bourne, Massachusetts, was maybe like an hour and a half, mm-hmm. and then it was like twenty minutes. Oh, nice. So like the four, three and a half, four hour Oof. bus ride from and to and from Manhattan was the one where I was like. 
the first one I was asleep, so it was fine. But the second one I was just like, I'm not really tired. I watched a movie that I was like. What do you watch? I watched a flat flower. It's a Zoe Deutsch movie. I'm really into her right now. Have I you watched? I think I've heard of it. Yeah, it's weird. It's a dark, and it was billed as a comedy, and I it wasn't. Oh, strange. And I was, it, like, there was a lot Not of like signed up moments that I was uncomfortable, and I had to stop it a couple times. Ooh. And I wanted to read, but I didn't want to read because it made me sick, and so I journaled more. Um, I uh, let my anxiety run wild a little bit. I sent a lot of texts, and people would be like, "Sorry, I'm not re- responding right away." I'm like, "I mean, it's fine. I'm just sitting here on a bus. <laughs> it's totally fine. I'm not taking it personally. Except uh, your name's on a list, and <laughs> I will remember this forever." Um, funnily enough, at one point we were talking about one of the scenes in the play, and they were like, "You have to play this a certain way, otherwise it comes across a little bit murdery." <laughs> and the actress that I was sitting next to, I turned to her and I was like. Honestly, I think I would prefer it if it were murder. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, me Sounds too. Sounds like it would have employed, improved the plot. Um, I, I, yeah, I have a lot to say. Murder is uh, always welcome here in Brooke's life, in Brooke's world. Murder is always welcome in my life, in my world. Brooke's Corner. <gasps> Remember Brooke's it's Corner? It's full of murder. Brooke's Corner. Let's talk about murder. Brooke's Corner. If we don't, then it'll be you. <laughs> oh, that's my go-to melody. That's my same that's melody for Pizza for One. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know Pizza for One. I've heard you. The song that I wrote for myself in college about getting a Giordano's pizza that's just for me. If you'd like to hear Pizza for One, you can contact me directly <laughs> and I'll send you an audio. Highly recommend. Um, it's, uh, someday that'll be worth millions. <laughs> that raw file. Pizza for One. Um, how about you? How was your weekend? I had a good weekend. Um I, in a lot of ways, just have been living in, like, a liminal space for a long time where, like, things are real but not quite real. I'm Schrodinger's Bridget. (laughs) Just, like, all of the opportunities and options are real at once, but they're not. Um, So, for two weekends in a row, I've, for the first time in, like, a long time, been just, like, able to chill, slept in, spent a lot of time with friends on Saturday, which was super nice. Sunday, I deep cleaned our kitchen, which was also a very cathartic feeling. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm, it is literally hour by hour how I'm feeling, but today I've been like, I've coasted, you know, the weather makes me miserable. It's storming all week, except it did the one thing I was hoping it wouldn't do. And it just increased the humidity. It's 80% humidity right now. I walked outside this morning and I was like dressed a little nicer than I usually do. Cause I'm, I'm like trying to put an effort these days. <laughs> weird, weird thought. And, um, I was, I walked outside and I was just furious, like full body fury. And then I kind of had to jog to the subway and then all of that. Yes. I just feel dense. Yes. And there, it's like a blanket, a terrible blanket. It's a terrible blanket. At all times. A straight jacket almost. A straight jacket. It makes, it makes a lot of my like compulsions jump out. You know, I'm like twitchy in my skin and I'm like, um, but I'm in a perpetual state of complaining about the weather, which is about the least interesting thing a person can do <laughs> all the time. So. That's true. I'm always upset about something. It's either the humidity or the lack of sunlight. So Exactly. And would, the you two rather, things. would you rather oh it be sunny and humid or cool and no sun? Honestly, coming from Portland, I'm okay with cool and no sun. Mm. Like coming light from rain. from Florida, uh-huh, you'd rather. I'd rather have sun and humidity. My thing about colder weather like I don't love a a deep winter either you know I didn't get that when I was growing up 
but I like that you can bundle. When it's like that outside and you're in it, you just, there's nothing you can do. I like that I get less attention for being a female body. Yeah, that. There's nothing like the first couple of times you take your legs out in the world and you're reminded that apparently they're for everyone else. Mine's more of an upper body situation, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. although lower body too. This summer I decided I like shorts. I don't. But um, you really own. Just I've sort of. It. I've just been wearing more shorts. You also have that great pair that, that I used to wear all the time. I love They're them. amazing. They're, They're really kind good. of sisterhood of the traveling shorts. You and I shouldn't wear the same size. No, we should. Well, they wouldn't fit you now. They no, but like our uh, as always, our waists are about the same size, which oh, makes sense because that's crazy. kind of the crucial part. It's so weird. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um. Yeah, I'm a tiny waist and you a tiny waist. <laughs> Hi, Bridget. Tiny waist crew. Hi, Brooke. Um, Hi, everybody. I'm sorry. I got just distracted by this bow sitting on top of your lamp. Yep. You know who I inherited that from? Who? Sweet friend of the pod, Emily Stout. Oh. There was like a year in college where I wore, I don't know if you remember this, a bow about that size in my hair probably every day. And uh, Why yeah. did Emily Stout have it? Well, I don't know because she's cute and likes cute things. And she always looks good. She does always look good. She doesn't think so, but she does always. I've never seen her not look good. No, never. She always is put together and beautiful, and her hair has a perfect curl in it. Perfect curl. It's unreal. Amazing. Better than Sarah Jessica Parker. Wow. I know. I know. Um, But when she... She's very Charlotte in that way. Left the city. She is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She let me go through a bunch of the clothes she was getting rid of. Yeah, I'm upset that I missed that boat. It was really... um, a delightful experience for me. All those dresses that I've worn this summer are all Emily Stout inheritance. Um. Anyway, sorry. Um. We just love Emily. We love you, Emily. Hi, Brooke. Hi, Bridget. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Splat, Splat the podcast where me, Brooke, and me, Bridget, talk about sex, sex in the, the city. city. <laughs> <laughs> Ten years younger and twenty years later. We were on such a roll. I'm gonna edit that so it seems like we were always on. We never left we, the roll. We rolled. Our, our we way we down had a, like hill. a ciabatta moment, but we got back. Yeah, exactly. I love bread. Yeah, me too. I, you, I, I'm telling you. Um, Bodega sandwich on a roll. I ate two salads on sad, Sunday because wow. I was self conscious about my order because I was around other people who are older than me and who are much more aware of what they're eating. Not that I'm not thinking about it all the time, but I was, mm-hmm. I've been on like a pasta kick. And my stomach hurt, and I think it, I honestly was like, my. Too many veggies. Not even too many veggies. I was just like, my body's like, what? you haven't eaten pasta in like th- two or three days. Give us carbs, woman. So I'm going to eat pasta for dinner tonight. Good. What kind are you going to make here? Yeah, I'm going to try a new recipe that I found today. Damn, you're really going for it. That's I'm into based it. off of the one we had at Lupa. Oh. They put olive oil in it, which is interesting to me. So I'm curious how that's going to taste, but I have to go, hopefully. Food Town will be open by the time I get home. Just do bodegas sell boxes of pasta? Probably. Yeah. They'll yeah. probably give me a rigatoni. It's yeah. not going to be the best pasta, but, you know. One of the bodegas along the way will have. Roommate of the podcast, Alex Seeley, ate my pony, ate my pony, ate, ate my, my pony, ate my rigatoni, ate my posta. Oh, wow. And I was That's like, you bold. have three boxes of whole wheat pasta. Why did you have to eat my white starch pet rigatoni? Because didn't want the whole wheat pasta after all. I understand, but I just, no, it didn't. Well, I had a moment where I was like, did I already eat this? No. No. Um, you know your pasta inventory, please. 
Yeah. I just, you know what's in the pasta pantry? It's hard to find a bucatini in this town. Honestly. What has what has this town come to when you can't just find a bucatini on the nearest shop? Someone was like, are you Italian? And I went, no, I just love pasta. That's really it. It's blossoming into its own thing. Brooke, give me your give me your thoughts on this uh, cat mo- cats movie that's apparently coming out. <laughs> She's just shaking her head. Um, I mean, it's as I've said about certain things that have happened to me in the past, you know, month, two months. Uh, it's not, it's not the cats movie that we need, but it is the cats movie or that we want. It's not the cats movie that we want, but it is the cats movie that we deserve. And to be honest, the cats movie that we want is no cats movie. That's true. Like that, it doesn't need to. That's not something that I'm like. This needs to get made. Uh uh-uh. uh But um, it, it is astounding to me that both. It's astounding to me that there are people that know of me or know me who really, really identify me as someone who both loves cats and Mamma Mia. You know, I really feel like... You say that as if you haven't cultivated... I know. I just, like, can't believe that this is who I've become. (laughs) Oh, I can. I, I watched it unfold and I've loved it. It's very interesting because when you... If you meet me and you meet another person who probably talks about and is an as enamored with those two things I think that I am a different person than oh sure I think um what you're dancing around is you're a lot less annoying yeah and then than what I, that implies I think I have the I, I know what I love and I know that it's not I am here for owning the things you love says the girl who had a that's one true. direction of all tumbler, people you know, you know? it's like, like if listen you, if we're if we're doing the dive like what's my favorite musical I will never tell you that it's cats and I will never tell you that it's Mamma Mia the answer is Sunday in the park with George and there Gypsy and the secret garden I like a dark chamber <laughs> you musical do, you really do. but you know the fourth on that list is wicked right Oh, yeah. Wicked is my One Direction. Right. No, really. I was talking to... Um, I think we got to lean into those things. A little more passion. A little more... I was talking about um, the Photoshop work that I did um, <laughs> last week uh-huh. while I was bored babysitting. Well, the kids were asleep. I wasn't just ignoring the kids to do the Shreks in the City thing. Um, I mean... And I was talking to... Priorities would be firmly intact. To a friend of the pod about it. And I was like... I had, I've had, I've dabbled in Photoshop before when I didn't disclose and I don't think that he listens to the podcast anymore. And honestly, if he does, like I'm an open book, I, an open brook, you know, <laughs> oh, but, um, oh, I saw the pun coming before, like the way your face played that. The <laughs> reason why I am know a little bit even about Photoshop is because I used to make live journal icons yes. for about wicked. That's right. My face. Yeah. I'll, the, into, yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, my, my, mm-hmm. So. So we all have our things, you know? We all have our junk, and my junk is um you. Yeah, that's right. You're mine. And uh, yours is also cats and... Uh, my junk is cats and Mamma Mia. So, you know, let's talk about Sex in the City for a minute. Let's talk about it. This is not a particularly <sighs> elegant episode. You know... So in some ways, there are moments of it I loved. Yes, there are moments of it that I loved, and there are moments of it... That I didn't love, and a lot of that is just how things are discussed. And is that a sign of the times? Yes. Yes. I think this episode, uh, plop, we'll get there. I think also it's a sign, again, of how the writing here sometimes doesn't go very deep in the interest of, you know, 
hitting the buttons of the episode? I think there's a lot to talk about. So should we should, should we, we just dive, dive in? in? Yeah, this is so episode 14 of season four called All That Glitters. But I posit, my new favorite word. Posit. Is to. That's a, that's a longstanding fave on, the, on this pod, I think. I think it replaced presumably because I got embarrassed about presumably. Presumably is also a long-standing fave and one I think we should bring back into rotation. Well, presumably. Um, I mean, is it not a perfect word in some ways? It's very fun to say and also very made up. Mm -hmm. So all that glitters, but I just would like to present the glitter and be gay. (laughs) It would be an apt title. So New York. One of the best things about New York, says Carrie Bradshaw, is that on any given night, there are a million things to do. True, still true, always true. true. And one of the worst things is deciding which one, which is also still true. And usually I default to the Aiden, which in this case is staying home, ordering food, and watching something on TV. (laughs) Yeah, like KFC, though. I know, very specific. Aiden walks in and is like, oh, those floors, I'm a country bumpkin. You think the floors next door are better? And Carrie's like, Aiden, let's go to this trendy hotel, which is why I'm sort of like Carrie's engaged to this man. Remember? Yes. That is I had f- I fully forgot until later in this episode when she's wearing a ring. And I was like, why is she wearing that ring? And then someone says, are you engaged? Or what's so that they're ring? engaged. And in this scene alone, I'm like, are they compatible in any way? And it made me question any every way. single thing about their relationship. Because I feel like Carrie does need someone who will go out with her and want to flaunt her about. At least occasionally. You know? She, uh, yeah, that's that's real. She wants to be flaunted. And she he wants says to be- the word taters and I just can't get past that she's like let's go to this fancy place town period you know it has a period in the name and he and then he retaliates later and he's like k period f period c period and, and like so flicky he fingers goes to shower wants kfc he's gonna watch baseball so carrie calls samantha and she's like oh thank fuck when are you getting over here like presumably <laughs> presumably on the other line but richard is not there and he was supposed to come over or call back four minutes later and it's been four hours and she's been waiting by the phone and then they do this really cute thing when they conference everyone in and miranda's at the bottom laying with her little <laughs> popped belly and then it keeps moving around it's so cute it's very brady bunch it's, it's yeah it's very like middle school best friends you know and charlotte and uh reveals that she and Trey are not talking because Trey picks up the phone and she's like I got it it's for me and he hangs up and she says that's the first time we've talked all day yeah so they all have their things and so they want to go dancing they all they're like let's go out but not and and Miranda's like not somewhere I'm gonna feel bad about myself I'm you, fat I'm fat and they're like you're not fat you're pregnant and she's like I don't think that's probably any better <laughs> so Samantha's like listen I have a place for us to go so they are the only four women in a gay bar and Which in fact, like, this is so typical at this point that um, there is no ladies' bathroom, which will become a critical pl- plot point. So yeah, they're at trade, which in our world, I guess, would be like hardware or um. Oh, those names even kind of match. Yeah, hardware or there's a couple that like I was like, oh, that's what this is supposed to be. Like this is in Hell's Kitchen, I bet. Um, mm-hmm. And they're it's, ta- it's just like a lot we- where they're like, gay men are so much better than straight men yeah. because gay men are hot and they work out and they care about how they look and how they treat people and it's like. Also, people with dimension. Oh, but this show doesn't do that. No, if you're not a white woman, you yeah. don't get dimension no. on this show. No. So um, the other thing I was going to say is, remember we learned when Hannah Hannah Slava was on that um, there are only two lesbian bars in the entire city still. You know, so like this really was like in some there ways a lot the gay more, culture. A lot more gay bars yeah like this yeah so they run into mario cantone who's anthony who's, who's charlotte's, and he charlotte's sees charlotte. gay best friend and he's, he's so got excited this, to see her he's got this aryan man with him 
who is an editor of Home, Homes and Gardens. House and Garden. Sorry, House and Garden. And Charlotte's like, I used to wear my mother's pearls and flip through the magazine. And, and Aryan Man goes, me too. Yeah. And um, Anthony's like, Charlotte has the perfect apartment. And so he's like, I'm going to shoot your apartment. And you're kind of like, oh. Wow, that was fast and Isn't easy. Isn't that amazing? Amazing when you have money and connections. What happens? So Charlotte's dream is going to come true. And then he's like, come and dance with me. So... Um, Mario Cantone is left with, with Carrie and he, they have a cute little moment where he's like, she's like, are you guys together? Well, he's like, we're at a gay bar and still, you know, I do all the work in Charlotte polls basically. And, um, he's like, we're not together, but I'm hoping we will be around 3.30 a.m. And then he goes, watch out for the fairy. And Carrie, and then a man with fairy wings walks by and Carrie goes, which, which one? one? And I'm like, which is the whole dialogue. I mean, it's just like all, all of this I is mean, reduced to that. It's putting Samantha in this situation with like, uh, the writing that they give poor Kim Cattrall. Like, again... This I, is an awful scene. Watching me watch Kim Cattrall, who considers herself to be like a highbrow actress, mm-hmm. I Do feel this. just so bad. She goes in the she bathroom. She goes into the bathroom with Miranda. And Miranda's Miranda like, to pee. oops, sorry. There's no ladies', ladies bathroom. bathroom. And, and like, no one pays any attention. So Samantha goes, women coming through. And then she goes and stands in between men peeing at the urinal. This is awful. It's awful. And goes, just peeking. I'm like a diabetic at a donut shop. Exactly. Or whatever. And like a, and she says in a Baskin Robbins, I think. Yeah. And the men laugh, but it's like, no, what the fuck? Can you imagine if I walked into a a men's bathroom anywhere? I mean, anywhere. At a gay bar, I was like, mm, I just want to see the difference. Can you imagine if you flipped the genders? I mean, it wouldn't even be a question because it shouldn't be. It's gross. Also, they're peeing. It's ugh. like just every part of it is so simplistic and awful. And, and I mean, that is just like straight up gross it's horrifying and also it just it just it backslides. Do not condone that no behavior. and it backslides samantha's character so far you know because it makes her it's it's not her fault it isn't as you're saying pork and patrol trying to <laughs> give depth and justice to this but ugh, it's just like it's so unlikable mm-hmm. and reductive it's not great so carrie goes to, to the, the bar. bar and no one will serve her because she's a woman which like on the one hand, I think there's some interesting, like if this was done in 2018 and had any nuance, there might be some talking about like white cis gay culture, you know, and how that's like predominantly there accepted. And, no. I mean, that even kind of happened like if you think about our experience at the, a very liberal theater department at Northwestern, it was like so many gay people. And you think about it and it's like, well, how many actually out gay women do you know? Like that's not talked about. It's it's just guy gay guy culture yeah. you know predominantly yeah. Yeah. it was there of course and it's it's i think more way more obvious once we've graduated but it's so many more women are queer than i right fathomed of, and and also of course the discourse is shifting fast and and those gray areas are, are more and more like open and available but and that's so not what's happening here obviously but it just and it takes it to the extremes of like I just feel like it's so in like I feel like having four white women go to a to a gay bar and then be like it's to be to be like to get away me. to get yeah. away from everything escapism it's like yeah have I have I gone to a gay bar before yes have I gone without a gay person no 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 that's you know and also like yeah I've also never been when I haven't, it's odd to, I guess maybe it's not the, not odd at this time, but it, it's odd to me that there are no, there, there are no other 
women there. Yeah, no, me too. Although, again, if the impli- the implication is this never happens if they literally did not put in a women's bathroom. Oh, that's true. You know what I mean? But, like, I also can't imagine in what kind of building code that's legal. Like, it's I'm pretty not. sure it's not. Um, so then this handsome Australian comes around and he like flags the bartender down and he orders a drink and he's like, he orders her drink and he says for the, you know, charming and beautiful Carrie Bradshaw. Yeah. I have to admit this episode and his plot does not go where I thought it was going to go. Thank God. Me either. I'm very pleased about it. I liked a lot of it actually. This was, this was an interesting. And he's like, oh, your ring. And she's like, oh, I forgot that I'm engaged. And, and and it turns out he knows who she is because he's just moved here six months ago. And he's like, your column is, I consider it my guide to the city. He's like, what am I going to do if you're not? If you're not out there dating, you're my dating guru. And he has a goodie bag from a a film premiere he went to. She must get paid more than we think for this column. Because she, when she gets recognized, it's like by like pretty reputable people. It's true. But, but journalism, even at its best, is never, is not like a lucrative career, you know? Yeah ever so he gives her a goodie bag that he got he sells shoes across the around the world and he's gonna give her some and and he yeah he's like a he works with all the shoe retailers he gets a discount and he also the goodie bag he hands her has a, a gay porn in it which is called like jackson jackson cox four and carrie's like do i need to have seen the first three to appreciate this one and he's like no but after you see it you will want to watch you know go back and watch it that's funny like they get along well he's charming he obviously can offer her something yeah um and it's cute and then we have miranda this is this is i think the most interesting mm -hmm. one of the most interesting and um ploppable I'm just gonna put the word out there There now um moments like uh arcs throughout the series that we've seen it's only an episode of course but so Miranda walks out of the bathroom and I I would argue that just literally this conversation of it I think everywhere it goes from here yes is is right back into sex in the city like yeah so um Miranda walks out of the, the bathroom and sees a and recognizes associate. a man. And again, I was like, oh, she's going to see someone that she's dated and Miranda's going to Miranda right. out about it. Right. Her. I thought so too. Uh-huh. So I, it, I will say that the show is starting to surprise, surprise. me. Yeah. Yeah. And you've seen it even. You uh, yeah. The, some episodes I just like don't remember. And this is one of them. But she sees a guy at the washing his hands at the sink and she says his name and he's like, he's really very surprised to see her. And so we find out he's like a junior partner. Like, yeah, like an associate at her firm. Mm -hmm. And they have a funny conversation back and forth quickly, you know, about like what she's doing in a gay bar. And, um, and he's like, I would prefer if you didn't share this with the other. She's walking away and he's literally like, Miranda. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, please don't share this with the other. I just, not that I'm not out. I just don't. I don't need that to become a part of my... I think he says, I don't want the older partners to, like, know, to, like, think that about me, basically. And Miranda comes back with, well, I'm pregnant. And he goes, and unwed. (laughs) And she's like, so for the same thing, and it's it's this comes back to, like, one of the first instances Mm -hmm. that we meet Miranda where she pretends to be a lesbian. um, To get ahead at the firm. Yeah. Because she's basically, like, you know, as soon as word's out... You know, she's she's like, I'm keeping it quiet as long as possible because as soon as word's out, you know, the vultures are going to be vying for my corner office and I won't get as good of cases. And he goes, it's a nice office. And Cynthia Nixon is amazing. And so she cute. face acts and she like, um, gives well, him a so little glare. It's interesting. This was like a very uh, not dissimilar from like some of the issues that came up in this play that I did. Mm-hmm. Just like this like idea that like these older generation of lawyers specifically right. are sort of like the worst. Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, no, it's an interesting c- concept. And, and the, I think this moment is recognizable. And even now, I mean, it's not like people don't really struggle with coming out or live in circumstances where, you know, they can't or it will affect their job in some way. Absolutely. So like pregnancy, especially pregnancy too. I mean, there are like maternity leave law, like, yeah, things are just like fucked a lot of the places, especially here, like in the the States, we already have such terrible maternity leave and care. And I mean, healthcare is a like maternity is a healthcare issue and it's so expensive. So much. Um, Charlotte's having fun, dancing, 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 and then she kind of is like overwhelmed. And then Anthony and Gordon start making out on top of her, and, sh- and they, she's like, "I'm gonna go." And they all end up at the bar, and Samantha, they being all the ladies, again. all the ladies, and and they have this cute moment, like, "We should do this every weekend. We're having the best night." Miranda's like, "I outed a lawyer from my firm." Carrie's like, "I got porn," and Samantha's like, "I did ecstasy." <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, and also the first time we've seen any of them do any anything more than marijuana. The, I'm surprised that gone. Samantha doesn't do more coke, TBH. Yeah, maybe sh- maybe that's just um, uh, implied, you know, assumed. <laughs> she probably does, and it's just not part of the uh, the story. And they're all kind of, like, surprisingly chill about it. And they're like, I can't believe you, although they are like, I can't believe you took ecstasy from a stranger. She's like, it's my friend's Bobby friend's Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now she's like, I'm going to go, go drop, drop in, in on Richard because I've heard sex on X. She calls it, the others call it ecstasy. She calls it X every single time. <laughs> Isn't it called eat? I think more commonly now, definitely. Who's here? I don't know. Maybe someone ordered food. I don't like that. Uh-uh. I'm just kidding. It's fine. They're here for you, Brooke. <laughs> Who did you bring here? I set this whole thing up. You think this is a podcast? <laughs> it's a sting operation. Um. So Carrie arrives home. I mean... Have I been this girl? Uh, have I been Aiden? Aiden is my... <laughs> You've been Aiden to someone else's Carrie? No, not to someone else's carry. I just mean I am Aiden. Like, oh. if this is my single behavior in some ways, you know, like oh, eating, yeah. ri- eating Ritz eating. crackers in bed, you know, and falling asleep oh, with all crackers. the lights on. So she literally comes home and like takes his hand out of the KFC. You've done that to someone? No, I just mean like been drunk and been like, wake up and play with my body. Oh, oh, this. Yes, I <laughs> come, have done this too. Come on. She's like, why come are on, you asleep? Don't you, don't yeah. you want to play with She's being all, She also says to him, she like keeps trying. Well, he pulls her into bed and he's like, go to sleep. And she still has all her clothes on. And she's she, like, I had five cocktails. And then she's also like, I danced with a lot of fine half naked men. I can tell you about it. You know, and he's asleep. He's like not. I will say, though, from my experience, usually if they get to this point, he'll wake up. Oh, yeah. I would agree. But Aiden is staunchly not. I've also been on the other side of this with, um, can you guess who? Is like, Mm -hmm. come on. Mm -hmm. Come here. And it's like, I know there's something kind of sweet about it. There is. There definitely is. I think what it does here is just illustrate like on what different pages they're on. And Aiden's like, I think I ate too much chicken. Will you rub rub my belly? belly? (laughs) And I'm like, why would you want someone to rub your belly? I know I'm interrupting, but I got locked out. I'm so sorry. Oh my God, coming. Oh, is that Ari? Yeah. Oh. So what we were saying is Carrie and Aiden are on very different pages and then his stomach is hurty. And so he asks her to rub it, which is hilarious. And she does and she's not happy about it. And he falls asleep. Now uh, she felt like she was in a Cal- Calvin Klein ad before, and now she's back to buckets B- and baseball and yeah. BVDs, whatever that lights. is. So, um, meanwhile, Samantha's having sex with Richard. She's having surprise, amazing the best sex of sex. her life. She says that was amazing. You are amazing. And then she says, "I love you, Richard. I'm in love with I'm you. I'm in love with you. Hello, come on in here, Just buddy. Tell the tell the people what happened. 
This is Ari Shapiro, roommate of the pod. A uh, long-awaited debut. I can't believe this is my first time on the podcast. Hello. And I have to tell this story. You must. Okay. What happened? Literally what happened. What happened? What happened? <laughs> I, I was helping my friend Anna out with a self-tape. And Ari's very good with cameras. He's a full-scale operation. He does the full editing, the filming. Scale. Our apartment serves the perfect b- backdrop. Mm, means of Productions is my production company. You check have to check it out. Check I can't off. believe I'm doing a plug is the second thing I'm saying. Can you podcast. tell your shameful story now? And yeah. yeah, I'm trying. So I uh, was helping Anna with this self-tape that was uh, going okay. But anyways, she was like, thank you so much for helping me. Can I buy you pizza? <gasps> and I got real excited. No, just at Mike's Pizza the Best. It's uh, the best. It's the best. Is it the best? It's yeah. across the street from us, and it is called Mike's Pizza the Best. Yep. Great. Okay, so you got excited for the pizza. Because Mike's Pizza is... The, the best. best, and we uh, went up across the street and got Mike's pizza because it's the best. Good, <laughs> come on, and uh, <laughs> too too easy, too easy. And then I uh, came back here and didn't have my keys, and so I just rang the bell as many times as I could. What's funny is I said to Brooke uh, about the fourth time you rang the bell. Both of my roommates are here. Someone else will get it. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't think to call me, which would have solved the entire problem. I, it would have. Ari, Ari, before but, you go, what's your favorite thing? So I need you to say one nice thing about me and one nice thing about Bridget. And one nice thing about Sex in the City. Whatever order you'd like. Okay. One nice thing about Brooke. I'm going to do it in the order because that's uh, how I work. I'm mm-hmm. a sheep. The one nice thing about Brooke is that she's fiercely loyal. Fierce. Lee loyal. Both of us are nodding back at him. It's because it's it, true. It's so true. She's she's like got your back at every fucking turn. Mm-hmm. And she's a boss. Um, Amen. Let's see with Bridget. She so hard. She cleaned the kitchen the other day, and it was like <laughs> excellent work. Thank like, you. She's That's really different. good at cleaning. Uh huh. I can't what believe a different. Really shows how we're valued. <laughs> Bridget plays. Uh, board games with me constantly and uh, soothes me at every turn and also is watching Game of Thrones with me. I'm like, so excited about it. It's my second time. Oh, baby's first Will you time. also... It's, I'm, I'm watching it for the first time. I'm going to talk about it after this a little bit. Um, but Ari's been the best ever and I'll talk more about that it's later. It's so fun. I love City. watching. Sex and oh, the City. Oh, and then one nice thing about Sex and the City is that um, I think it really was... Uh, like tv defining like it really Mm -hmm. like helped set set up such incredible tv and i think that it's probably good i just haven't really invested at all have you ever watched an episode i've watched one or two episodes with um with natalie Mm -hmm. i used to date Mm -hmm. oh my god i wish we could have natalie on the show she'd be so in she would i wonder if she does she listen no does she Maybe we'll have her on if she's ever back in the city. Thank you for stopping by my room on this fine occasion. My absolute pleasure. I can't believe Thank you for shaming yourself publicly for being so forgetful. Thank you. You're so welcome. Anytime. That has been compliments from Bridges' roommate. (laughs) He's He's my guy. Uh, just looking Sorry, I just got a video from from my friend, our friend Fergus, who I saw Mama Mia 2 with on Friday. But he... Had a, had a, a long, hard night. Ugh night. An ugh night. And he still came to see Mamma Mia 2 with me. 
in IMAX. And Which is remarkable that that was the experience you and had. And I sent his tuchus back to New Zealand. Not quite. He's in by way of Maine, right? Yeah, I don't care. Whatever. But he just sent a video of him dancing to ABBA because he loves it. He loves ABBA, but he did not love Mamma Mia 2. Anyway. No one needs his opinion. Samantha so. told Richard that she loved him. Oh, no. And oh, now she's no. panicking because she was on ecstasy and she loves ecstasy. So the next morning. And you love everything. But she ecstasy. doesn't actually think she feels it. She definitely does. Um, she calls Carrie the next morning and is ratchet. complaining about it. She real does look like she had a night, night, night. She looks like a go-go that lost her way. Yeah. On the way to the go-go factory. So she's like. Carrie's like, do you love him? And she's like, who the hell knows? Sarah Jessica Parker's fucking abs. I know. Her whole everything. So. And and basically Kim Cattrall is like, I was on on X. I was in love with the taxi driver. I was in love with the doorman. I was in love with his sweater. So Carrie goes to brunch with her new guy. Her new man a man. Oliver? Yeah, I think so. And he's still Australian. And he's still cute. And he has this weird little soul patch. He does. That's the only thing really getting in his way. And they're talking about, like, basically the logistics of and differences between being in a straight relationship and a gay relationship, which is a question that there are certainly, like... I think we've talked about this actually recently, and I do think, in general, there is more fluidity and flexibility in a, within... In like, long-term gay homosexual relationship. Yeah, gay, especially gay male, yeah. I think. I think lesbians are committed as fuck, and they commit early on. <laughs> yeah, only women. Um, but he is... Because he basically is like, I went to a, the, a gay bar last night, and the best person I met was you. And he's basically like, all I wanted was someone to fuck. Um I I have a boyfriend in Australia. So Carrie was like, mm, how does that work? So they get into a little bit. Yeah. And then he's like, tell me about your guy. And she says he's very tall and incredibly kind. And you can tell that she's struggling a little bit. To think of things. She's like, and handsome. Because he's like, she keep, he keeps bringing up the ring. And she's like, why are you bringing up the ring? And he's like, you literally haven't mentioned your fiance once. And then he's he also says, well, why wasn't he with you last night? Also, she's wearing this like insane backless shirt that her back, well, her back's the this insane part. This is an ins- insane shirt. Yeah. I mean, surprise. Surprise. And he's like, well, I want to go to this crazy club. And she's like, don't you have to have a key or something to get in? He's like, I have a key. And then they're interrupted by none other than my favorite, Stanford, who's wearing a lime lime pie suit. (laughs) And they, so he meets handsome Australian who goes to the bathroom and Stanford's like um am I missing something here you're sleeping with a beautiful man and she's like he's gay and And Stanford goes oh the accent always throws me off and then um he sits down and he's like well now I'm jealous in a different way and then he's like okay beautiful gay man at brunch she goes he goes um I'm green with envy. And Carrie goes, yeah, I can tell. <laughs> yep. He really is. She's like, I picked him up at trade. <laughs> you went to shirtless heaven without me? If it, uh, And she says it wasn't the same. They're so cute with each other. I was prepared to lose, lose you to Aiden. But this? She says, it's just brunch. Goes, so, oh, wait, yeah. But, yeah. So, um. Have your beautiful brunch with your beautiful, beautiful man, man. And then go home to your other beautiful man. Greedy, greedy, greedy. And, and then he walks, then he walks away. away. <laughs> so, it's so cute. Car- okay, so Carrie monologues this, I wonder. Restlessness and relationships. Mm-hmm. Why are some of us reluctant to let go of our single selves? Is single life in New York such a constant flurry of fun? And friends, that settling down immediately fills us with the urge to shake things up again. And then she literally takes down a snow globe to illustrate the point and shakes it up. And I do think 
Maybe she goes, maybe Oliver does have the key. Though we shouldn't expect to get everything from one man, but instead feel comfortable getting different things from different people. Although at what point do separate interests become separate bedrooms? Because that's what's happening to Charlotte and Trey. I couldn't, couldn't help, help but wonder, wonder in a couple, do you have to put your single self on a shelf? All right. So shall we wonder? Yeah, let's because there's a lot in there. Yes. I think the restlessness in relationships, I think that's a real thing. I think it is the thing that ended my long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the fear of that is what uh, inhibited me from having a fully developed version of my second mm-hmm. significant relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's, I can imagine that it will plague me once again. Well, I don't know. Who knows? But it's interesting to me. I think, I think, yes, I think that it is an, an issue. It's mm-hmm. hard to sort of commit to that. Like, yeah. Well, in a relationship, of course, is a lot of compromise. And so, you know, well, it's Carrie does the thing, you know, where she's like, why do, why is it some, t- some of us not want to give up our single selves? And it's like, well, because once again, people come in every flavor, you know, some people yeah. never really want to be in a committed and, relationship. And, and ideally like it's okay to want to go out with your friends. Like you can, go, I think yeah. there's a difference between being like, um, I, I don't know. Like, well, and if you're really committing to a life with someone who clearly has very different priorities than you do, then part of the work you have to do is figuring out like what that looks like for each of you getting your needs met. Yeah. And that means probably Aiden would come out with you sometimes. And it means some nights it's the equivalent of like going to the cabin sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. like he has to come out and you have to, but like, and also like, but I just like, it's surprising. Uh, yeah. Their compatibility doesn't make any sense to me. Like, yes, I think he grounds her in a nice way, but I think that the core things that make Carrie Carrie are incompatible with the core things that make Aiden Aiden. I think you're right. And I think, because I think it's, it's done. I think it's, there's not enough nuance in it. You know, they haven't given us. Yeah. Like, I still can't really think beyond their physical chemistry, what it's been. They've had some moments, you know, where they've come around, Mm -hmm. but the majority of this relationship is like, why are either of you doing it? Yeah. It doesn't really seem like they make each other happy. It seems like they have more discourse than they do in fun. Or And maybe it's that's part of what's happening and maybe it's a learning experience for Carrie and Hmm. Fascinating. Meanwhile, Miranda's workaholic single self. So a woman comes into Miranda's office where she's sleeping in her chair. She pops up and looks gorgeous. And the woman is like, I finally, after two years, got all the partners to agree to casual Fridays. And then as she's leaving, she whispers, And congratulations. So Miranda marches through some offices and goes to see the guy. Max, I think his name is. I think so. Who she met and at. And she's like, you told. the ba- At the gay bar in the bathroom. You told this woman that I'm pregnant. And he's like, in your defense. Because they thought you were an alcoholic or. Or like bipolar or something. Which is so. Because you were sleeping under your desk. Reductive and again. And she was like. And he's like, isn't it better? And she was like. That I told them you were pregnant. She's like, no, no not this, here. This woman can't keep a secret. Because he says, I told her to keep it a secret. And she's like, no, the whole firm is going to know now. And, and she goes, what would you do if I told the firm that you were gay? And as she's saying this, the same woman is walking into the office. Of course. And he's like, do you want, he looks at her and he says, do you want to call my grandparents next? Thanks a lot. So they've effectively both outed each other. I mean, Miranda's is, is significant. Clearly it's going to affect her life. But also it's a huge deal to out someone. Yeah. Ugh, it's. It's not great. It's not great. It's clumsy. But, you know, it's TV and that happens sometimes. So the four of them are hanging out and 
watching the gay porn. They're watching it. It's cute. This Charlotte is her second in the- time watching it because she oh mentions God, before yeah. that after Aiden didn't want to sleep with her, she, when she stays was like, up jump and drunken. watches <laughs> yeah. this gay porn, which is like. And Charlotte comes in and she's like, I'm not in the mood for gay porn. And Carrie stops and is like, what? <laughs> not in the mood? And this seems like a funny thing to do. It does. Just, like and watch crazy porn, <laughs> especially on and, DVD. Like, drink martinis and while Miranda eats biscottis, they um. So Charlotte's like, house and garden is coming tomorrow. And Trey doesn't want to. Trey, Trey, Anthony's more excited about this than Trey is. And they're sleeping in separate bedrooms. Right, he's in the guest bedroom, and then they talk about Oliver and, and Miranda's she's cheating on like. You're cheating on your your husband or your boyfriend with a gay man. Uh, and Carrie's like, that's how it works. You know, that's the loophole to dating a straight man. A and gay Miranda boyfriend. Goes, my gay boyfriend outed me at work and then I outed him. Even my gay relationships are dysfunctional. <laughs> and I was like, Miranda. Miranda. Although, is he your boyfriend? You ran into him. In I was like, uh-uh, <laughs> What a weird, yeah. Trey's content with what we have and therefore I'm a bad person for needing to have a baby. She Charlotte's like unpacking her. Yeah. And she's like, sorry, this is making me depressed. Let's watch the gay porn. Samantha's like, well, feelings about me move. Thought you'd never ask. And then they make cute noises at the porn. So then Samantha and Richard are at the office and Samantha's like, brings it up and is like, are, they're talking about publicity and who comes you up? Know, Steve Martin. Random shit. Yeah. He's like, well, I'm not going to keep doing uh, charity shit if I don't get any pub- good publicity out of it like have you yelled at the times yet and Samantha's like are we going to talk about that thing I said the other night and he's like Samantha you want ecstasy everyone's in love with everything when you're on like don't worry about it and Samantha kind of like responds badly because obviously because she's she in love with wishes him wishes that he did would but care. then he kisses her it's very strange and I'm like in front of I'm, everyone I'm like oh are they together is that like a thing we miss that or they're like openly fucking each other while they work because clearly they're both pretending there aren't feelings or maybe he really doesn't yeah, have you any can tell samantha's kind of like burrow 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 and then he's basically like did you need me for anything else and she says no and then he grabs her and kisses her as we said and then she's like fuck you at my place at eight you know pointedly not um and he just says sound good and then she like kind of walks off uncomfortably very uncomfortably. She looks amazing. I would wear. So I, now this plot line buttons up in the stupidest way possible. It's casual Friday. Miranda walks in and her for the belly first bump. time her belly bump is out. She's in a nice dress, and then gay boy walks in in, in fucking a club wear, fucking mesh shirt. Like there's a way to have done this. And then when the- Stern, Hawkins, and Erickson saw him, that was the end of Casual Friday. Like in what world would that guy who was like, please don't tell anyone at work, then on Casual Friday come in like that? Yeah, it's it doesn't. In like floral and so swim pants and charlotte is like getting flowers ready for the the shoot tomorrow shoot and, and trey, trey is basically like i don't want to do this anymore yeah and she's like uh because at first she says you know you you're supposed to be in it because they think we're the perfect couple and she's like can you just make sure your stuff's out of the guest bedroom he looks different does he, he? doesn't he look younger maybe he's like shooting something else probably um but that wouldn't make him younger Anyway. No, but I mean, like, clean him up or, like, you know, if he's... His hair, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. She's like, it's important to me. And he's like, no, I mean this. This I can't do us. You're yeah, so mad fully. at me. He's like, you're angry all the time. And she says to him the most honest thing she said so far, which is, like, I want a baby. And I thought you did, too. And I think it's reasonable that I still want to have a baby. 
He's and like, so I also thought that I wanted it. They're getting a divorce is what yeah, we decide. They're fully separated. And he says to her, you can keep the apartment. I'm going to move back in with my mom, which weird, but Good. nice. Let it get, take him, take her, take bunny, go bunny. Yeah, go bunny, Run take Trey. Run to your bunny. <laughs> Run to your McDougals. And Charlotte is like teary, but also I think kind of pretty relieved. Yeah, because Trey fucking sucks. He does. And like, she couldn't go on like that. And like, maybe you shouldn't marry someone you've only known for two months. Yeah. Hello. Charlotte and Trey's had become more than separate bedrooms. They'd become a real separation. And she's so beautiful. And so Carrie does this weird thing where she like puts her engagement ring around her neck instead of on on a necklace. But why? Well, she's like, I had tried to find a way to make my single self match with my engaged self. And Ada Moxon is like, damn, you look hot. And then is like, why is your ring around your neck? And she's like, it's closer to my heart. Which also does that imply that wearing that on her finger is like not Carrie. I guess it's not her single self, no, because she well, because people are because her whole persona is that of like the person who's single and dating. Right, right. That's her column. Right, 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 right. And she's like, it's just something I'm trying. It's closer to my heart this way. And so Aiden reasonably is kind of like goes on edge and is like, well, what are you going out with the girls? And she's like, no, my a guy. And he's like, what? And she's like, he's gay. And he goes, phew. And then he's like, should I shower and come with you? And she basically like hardcore talks him out of it. She's like, no. And he kind of handles it. Okay. She's like, you wouldn't. Well, she's like, you can't. Yeah. There's only. There's n- there, it, he he, he has a literal key. And I'm his, you know, person. And then. She yeah. shows up at the club, which of course from the outside looks like a hilarious movie set club. And she says <laughs> before she leaves, see, that kind of attitude is not appreciated there. And he goes, come on, carry a key. He's like, well, have a good time and don't forget your key because this is also a very exclusive club and you might not be able to get back in. Which I would kind of respond that way at this point. He, he's like, he's, he's annoying, about it. but he's, he's often a sport about Carrie being equally annoying, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I'm just like, this is an, uh, I don't know. It's like we see the Trey and Charlotte thing. And so we're like, wow, that's a horrible relationship. But then you watch Carrie and Aiden and you're supposed to be like, that's a good relationship. But I watched that. There's and I'm like, no joy in it. There's no like comfort or like, I would love one episode where Carrie and Aiden don't have a source of conflict. Yeah. Uh, and at least like the other, or they deal with something else together, you know, or like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so they go into this club and it's all gay men and very quickly. It's not all gay men. Sorry. No, no. Sorry. Very quickly, Oliver is surrounded by gay men is oh, what I mean. And yeah. Carrie's just like, I don't have, they're not interested in me. No one's talking to me. He's offering shoes to people. He's like sort of doing the same. Like schmoozy thing, thing that so he did again, to her. What I thought was, is uh, before this, I thought that he was going to be like, I'm not gay. Oh, that's interesting. That's what I thought was going to happen. Interesting. But that's not what happened. No. Well, Car- so Carrie's like, I'm going to leave, which like also she could have, you know, gone to talk to somebody else, enjoyed herself. Yeah, like there's like a whole mix of other people there. Yeah. sociable person. Um, but she's basically like, I came here to be your date and now I'm watching you do this thing with all these people. And he's like, look, no, no, I want you to be here. And then Stanford. Well, she, he goes kiss and make up. And right. so they kiss on the mouth and Stanford's like excuse me and Carrie goes I was so caught up in my gay boyfriend I forgot about my gay husband (laughs) yeah it's uh as someone who is like best friends with a gay person I would never ever refer refer to him him that way any of these ways no it's so it seems very 2002 honestly to be like this is my gay gay best friend friend. my gay best friend my gay go shopping together and love each other yeah no 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 he's a person he's your friend he's a person and he's my friend um and then he, 
they like Stanford they have a cute thing where Stanford's like I've known her since she wore candies they were suede and I loved you since then and then and then what's his face Oliver goes kiss and make up again to Carrie but then Stanford grabs him and kisses him and Carrie's like you know what I'm, I'm actually gonna leave and then she's like she like leaves this very exclusive club and she's very excited to go home and crawl into Aiden's chair Carrie goes, I realized my single life had a shelf life that expired that had just expired and he chases her out and I'm like kind of just like it's not that big of a deal just no, let her you go. don't need her to yeah He's like, let me buy you another drink. She's like, no, I just want to go home. And then she snuggles up to Aiden yep. and realizes that that's the exclusive club that she's always needed. There you go. New York, man. Extremes. There and it that's is. That's the episode. Yeah, that's it. It's um, a roller coaster. Some really good nuggets. I'm proud of Charlotte. I'm proud of Charlotte. Samantha. That conversation in the bathroom between Miranda and yeah. associate guy. I'm like worried that the... The show's a little dated. I think it is dated. I mean, it is dated, but I'm like... When it tries to be, it's interesting. It's, I think it's um, more progressive when it's not trying to be. And when it tries to be progressive, it's very well, clumsy about it. Well, the things progressive... Yes, I, yes. I'm, I think I'm saying a different version of what you're saying, yeah. which is like the things that it's progressive about are not the things that... Like, uh, although... Uh, you know I love to play devil's advocate just because I want to give it the benefit of the doubt, but it probably was progressive to even have a lot of these storylines. Yeah, we've we've had moments where we were like, just the fact that this was normalized oh, on really screen. Quick, or, sorry, oh, really quick. Sorry, before yeah. this. Oh is yeah, over. no, this is important too. Um, we Charlotte, forgot. Charlotte has to have her photo shoot, and she has to tell Anthony that she's getting. She's like, separated. listen, and before she even says it, he knows. He's like, oh, I knew it, and she's like, so we can just cancel this whole thing, and he's like, hell no, you're gonna own this, you're gonna be in this alone, and It'll, then Trey shows up, and then up. Trey shows up, and then. They have this uncomfortable. Well, I think it's actually a really powerful moment where to all the little girls in America yes. wearing their mother's pearls and looking through the magazine, they, they see the perfect They see couple. Charlotte and they think, think, I want that. And so I just think, I think that's a super poignant Oh, absolutely. It's just the watching them. Like, they're so uncomfortable, you know? And then the camera, of course, captures the, the perfect moment where they both make it right. And then, and it's just like a weird moment that'll be captured in time forever right before their marriage is over. Yeah. Sorry, that's all. So there's that real so, separation, but yeah, then they so, kind of. So who? Yeah. So I, yeah. Who did you resonate with? Oh man, a lot of people. I resonate with Aiden, like I said. I resonate with um. Well, even the Aiden carry dynamic, like in my last relationship, I do have that Aiden ten tendency where like I'm really happy to be home and chilling and like doing all the things that I'm comfortable with and make me happy. But the difference is that, like, if I'm with someone who's like, let's go and do this thing, I'm like, yeah. You know, I do really well with that because, like, I like to go and do things. My instinct is just to be an Aiden, mm -hmm. you know. But so I get that dynamic a little bit. But um, also, I don't know. Um, yeah, the Carrie stuff is just so, the relationship stuff is just so, like, I don't love it, you know. I'm yeah. ready for her to do something else. It's, I feel like it's got to be coming. Yeah. Because they're either going to plan a wedding or she's going to meet Burger. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know. Or something else could happen. Yeah. I also think um, I resonate with Charlotte in this one in the like when you kind of can feel something falling apart for a long time, you know, and you're resisting it. And then also the kind of like what that needed to happen anyway, you know, after. Yeah. I um, agree. I also resonated with Aiden. Yeah? 
I yeah, love that. I did. <laughs> I love that. I'm like, oh, you want to go to a club? I want no, to order food, food and watch TV. Exactly. Um, go to bed in my bed. I want to resonate with. Um, I think I resonate with nobody really. Yeah, it's not really my episode. Mm-mm. Well, they're big. Um, probability we sort of already talked about. Yeah, we have. Again, I think with more nuance, some of these storylines could be interesting played out a different way. I think Charlotte is poppable. I think Samantha, yeah. in a way, is poppable. I think Miranda. Parts of Miranda, definitely. Is certainly poppable. I think Carrie's, ver- there's a version of. That's, of, of Samantha's is poppable, I think, if you just take the whole, like, work part of it out. You know, like, the relationship, the drugs, the feeling that way about someone. I yeah. still think you would have to handle the I whole. I think, like, what's happening to them all individually is poppable. I think the context in which it happens is not. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And that's kind of the way I feel about resonating with them now is that in the per- on a personal level, like, they're now fully dealing with mid-30s things. Mm-hmm. So I get the feelings and I get the some, – some of the situations, you know, are similar to things I that I experience. Yeah. but. It's also some stuff that I just don't have personal. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Delta ups, delta downs. Is that where we're at? I think so. You go first. Okay. My delta up is that this weekend um, was super filling for me in terms of my um, self-worth. Mm-hmm. And I also like the in the past like week and a half have sort of like landed on a bunch of things. Um, and like. I just feel like I've gotten some choices made, some closure, and I've yeah. settled on some things that were giving me a lot of anxiety. Yeah, um, you got some shit shit happening. I got some shit done, uh, and I just had a really good weekend. And Sam Watterson and our best friends. So I suck mean, it. what could be better? And my delta down is that I'm alone. No, I'm just kidding. I mean. It's not wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh, my Delta Dunn is that my fucking air conditioner broke again. No. And now it's emitting, imagine, it's emitting heat. No. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I want to scream, Bridget. That is my nightmare. I would not sleep, ever. It's bad. Oh. Uh, well, are they going to fix it? Are they going to replace it? They didn't respond to my email today, <gasps> so I will call them tomorrow. And they fucking better. They should give you rent off, honestly. That's what it's I 80 said. degrees humidity. 80% humidity. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's unplugged and it's emitting heat. Like, get that shit out of my room. Uh <gasps> uh. Uh-uh. Anyway, you? Um, My uh, delta down is honestly just the humidity and the not knowingness of everything. Um, And my delta up is that no matter what, there's good stuff coming. Like, definitely for real, for real. For real, for real. For real, for real. We're both, like, making big changes. Big changes. Well, mine's like a... No, you are. Okay. Significant. Sure. Significant. But you're... Yes. Yes. Sure. Um, That's it. Bridget. That, that is it. So she meets these mamsies. Oh, my God. Um, so if you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at Mrs. Burt Macklin. Um, also on Instagram, posting mostly photos that Brooke has taken of me at uh, Bridget M37, Brooke at the. Um, you can find me on Twitter talking about Mama Mia still um, at Brooke underscore Wiseman. I'm trying to think of, I'm over thoughty toddler and I'm trying to think of a new mm-hmm, mm-hmm. thing and I don't know what to do. Mm. And then you can find me on Instagram being a terror at Brooke Wiseman, no underscore. And if you put an underscore, I will capture this humidity in a bottle mm-hmm. and save it for a rainy day. And then when it's cold and you're like, and when the, on the first day of fall when you're really fresh, I'll put and you in a sweater for the first time. I'll put you in a closet and I'll 
let the humidity go on you. Oh, the whole summer's day just in a closet. <laughs> and then you will have heat stroke and uh, that's murder. Um, bye. Shrek. Shrek. Oh. Um, I thought I had something to say about Shrek. I, what I have to say is Shrek is Shrek and it's amazing. Shrek is it. life. And this Shrek is life. And happy Shreks in the city year. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.